Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's dive into today's episode. All right. Well, I am here with my friend, Megan, and so excited for this conversation because she has so many wonderful things to add and great pieces of wisdom. So I want to hear from her directly first about who she is. So Megan, thanks for being here and tell us a little bit about yourself. Karen, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be to be part of your, your podcast journey. My name is Megan Lasher, and I am an industrial psychologist by trade. And currently I serve as the chief solution strategist for Talent Plus, which is a full service talent management consulting firm. And we are completely focused on identifying and developing talent and really taking it down to the person level. So creating a world where people do what they are good at and enjoy. We are all about that strengths-based approach and just excited to be here today and talk about confidence. Awesome. Well, I want to hear about your confidence journey. Can we jump into, I'd love to hear first, where at, at what point, two things, let's go with two things. One is first, when was a time in your life where you didn't feel confident at all? And if you could please give us an example of that and then juxtapose that with a time where you felt like you were really confident, totally in the zone. Love those. So I'll start with the, with the harder one first, right? So a time where I wasn't as confident and, you know, I, it was a time where I didn't speak up when I, I wish I had, I should have, you know, it's kind of the thing you, you look back on and wonder, you know, if I did it again, would I have done the same thing? And in a prior job, my boss's boss, someone pretty senior was asking for my help um, with a sensitive performance management type of project. And she explicitly told me not to tell my boss what I was working on. And that immediately made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Was I doing something wrong? Um, What didn't I know? You know, it sends off all the red flags, right? Yeah. And I didn't say anything to my boss. I, I told her I was working on something and that our boss's boss wanted it to be confidential. And she respected that. But I wish I had spoken up. I, I felt like I was doing something behind my boss's back. I, I was afraid of losing my job. I was afraid of being blackballed by this leader. Um, she was known uh, for disposing <laughs> of oh, assertive no. leaders, if you will, and um, a bit of a queen bee, I guess. And, and I was afraid for ramifications for my boss too, who I had a really strong relationship with. And would me not keeping the work confidential, would it hurt my boss? Um, you know, something that I, I focus on that I consider a talent of mine are, are my relationships. And I was so nervous that it was going to hurt my boss, that it was going to hurt our relationship or her relationship with this senior leader. Um, it, it really, it, it really, you know, put me, put me in a tough spot. I, I like extending myself to others. I like connecting people. And it really kind of violated something that was really, really important. And, and in that moment, you know, I love to transfer my confidence over to areas where maybe I'm not quite as confident, but in that moment, totally frozen, totally stuck, felt uh-huh. trapped there. I felt like there was no win and I didn't say anything. And, and what would you have done differently? I feel like I wouldn't have been afraid of the ramifications. 
Okay. I feel like I would have spoken up and simply said to this senior leader, hey, I'm not okay not telling my boss. I didn't say that sentence. Sure. I, I yeah. just knew that it was a, a bit of a, a curse and that there would be you know, negative impact on me. And so that's, um, that's a tough one. Yeah, that, that was a really tough situation. And it really, um, I couldn't transfer that confidence over. I just felt stuck and imprisoned. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a strong word, the imprisoned. And that's something that I speak about a fair amount is the prisons that we tend to keep ourselves in, but there's a lot of reasons why we do that. I mean, so that's mm -hmm. the other thing that I want to acknowledge in your situation and also anybody else that's listening. I mean, there, let's face it. It's a protective measure for ourselves. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really curious what, um, I know we already touched on this a little bit, but to delve a little bit deeper as far as what you would have said to her, because saying you're not comfortable, I would love to hear what you might've said as the reason. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I, I would have simply shared that my, my boss and I are very open about all of the, the initiatives that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And that I, you know, I wouldn't understand or I didn't understand in the moment, if you will, why there was, there was something I couldn't share with her. I would have inquired about that. Sure. Yeah. I would have yeah. done it that's, again. That's yeah. such smart advice. Yeah. And yeah. did, were there any, were there any negative ramifications by the way? No, we got through the project. I okay. let my boss know that, you know, we were wrapping it up, that it was done and that there was no um, discussion of anything else. So okay. it just kind of ran its course and um, we kind of continued on from there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it because it's very relatable. That's why I wanted to dive deeper into it. Mm -hmm. What about a time when you were really confident at the top of your game? Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of times where I have felt very confident and I was kind of thinking about what do those moments feel like for me? And as, as somebody who enjoys public speaking, uh, presenting to clients, presenting to prospects, um, giving research presentations, you know, it's, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but, but I feel amazing in those moments. And, and I definitely feel my most confident and I feel, I feel fearless. I feel unstoppable. I'm, I'm armed. I'm, I'm ready. I'm dangerous in the best possible way. I just go. And I feel like I can get anybody on board. I, you know, one of my, one of my talents is persuasion and I love feeling significant by getting others excited about something that I might be talking about or standing up for what I believe in. And I love trying to, to make that passion contagious, I guess would be another <laughs> way to say it. And so I just, I, I feel like I could do anything, even those areas where um, you know, are, are more of those opportunity areas. We, you know, we all have our aces and spaces. So in an area where maybe I'm not as strong, I, I could feel confident there too, in that type of moment, even though it might not be real. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And what advice would you give to someone who's not feeling so confident? I think about it in terms of transferring confidence. So I think us as humans, we all have things that are our talents that we're good at, but we tend to focus on those areas where we might lack a bit. And so as, as an executive coach, I love to ask questions or even just with my friends, you know, what's something you feel great about? 
It could be, you know, putting your outfit together in the morning. Maybe you're, you're someone into fashion or maybe you're a great mom and, and you're just really proud of that. What's, you know, talk to me about something that you feel great about and how could you transfer that confidence over to another area of yourself where, where maybe you're not as sure. Mm -hmm. Um, confidence transferring is very common in the sales world because you want to be excited about your product or service and you want to transfer that over to somebody else. So they purchase it or secure it. And so I love to use that sales analogy with other people that I work with. You know, you're really, really confident here. You know, you've got it in you. Let's think about how in those moments you could, you could kind of borrow, transfer that confidence over to something maybe you're not as good at. And, and it requires a little bit of reflection and kind of translation in your mind, but I think it's a fun activity to, to get people to think about. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I call it portable confidence. Ooh, it's, I yeah, love that. Like put it in a jar and take it wherever you go. But I think that's in your so, purse. so good. What? If it's in your purse, bring it with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, and those things are so important for I, I'm and you're bringing to mind a client that I worked with many years ago who said she was really uncomfortable in those public speaking situations where she, mm-hmm. she would have to show up in front of clients. And we talked about a physical thing that would help her feel more comfortable. And she, uh-huh. she decided she was going to wear this bracelet that made her feel really confident. So when she would have those moments, she'd glance down and it, it's also about experimenting. You know, some people put photos mm-hmm. of the people that they care about that are important to them nearby. I had one guy that did that on it when he did a big keynote, he put the picture of his daughter on his computer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you and me, we love this stuff, right? right. <laughs> Public speaking. It's a nightmare for everyone else. So we know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, tell us a little bit about, uh, well, a little bit about, I'd really love to hear actually one major mistake that you'd be willing to share that you made in your career that we can all learn from. And then what's about it? So this is an easy one for me. It goes back a little ways, but it was a doozy. So it's, it's, it's the automatic one I have to talk about. And I picked the wrong grad school. I did an entire year at the wrong school. I picked the school for all the wrong reasons. Other people were encouraging me that it was more prestigious, that the faculty were better, that the degree would be worth more. And and I I bought into that Hmm. when I knew that another school was the right fit, that the faculty, you know, they were doing research that I was passionate about, that they were truly excited for me to come on board and help wanted to build my future. The feel was totally different. And I chose wrong and I recovered from it by um, some intervening, if you will, Um, uh, whether you're a person of of faith or or someone more on the on the fate or destiny kind of stance. uh, My first day of school at the wrong grad school, I fell down a flight of stairs. (gasps) Second day of grad school, I was in a car accident. And literally almost every week, something preposterous happened in which you can't ignore it after a certain number of events like that happening. 
And I remember falling down the stairs and just, you know, the butt slide straight down in front of all those people. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, wow, this must be grad school. And then the (laughs) next day and the next day and things kept happening. And I was like, oh, that was just the first warning sign. And so I recovered by waking up and realizing my heart was not in this school. The school was not a match for what I was seeking to accomplish in my career. And honestly, I reached out to the other school and kind of put my tail between my legs and said, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Will you reconsider me for fall? And that was a tough phone call and also a very freeing phone call because I knew I was getting myself back on track. I just, I knew they took you back or they took they you, did. you took you they back. Did. Sounds like a, yeah. <laughs> a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the original school I went to. It just, it wasn't a fit for what I was seeking to accomplish in my career. And, um, I'm just, I'm just grateful that the, the right school picked, um, you know, picked me up a second time and gave me that second chance. Oh, well, I'm glad too. And I'm really struck by what you said of the things that kept happening. Mm-hmm. because it, it reminds me too of a time many years ago where I made a really, personally, I made a really stupid decision on buying an ex- incredibly expensive car. This was about Whoa. 20 years ago. And it's so interesting to me how I remember feeling like, mm, just this isn't right, but I was so caught up in it. And there was always something that happened. I hit hmm. a parking pole in a garage and I backed into somebody at a gas station. I mean, it was one thing after another that things that I would never have normally done. And I'm thinking, okay, there's, it, it's, it's just interesting how those things come together and you go, okay, something's, something's not right here, but I'm glad that you got back. And for me personally, I sold my car and it was really good. I'm it was such a relief to your point about mm-hmm. just a relief. So totally different scenario, but definitely but the same at the same time. I know it's fascinating. Well, tell us what you're looking like. Well, help us just thinking about how we can help you in this moment. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's listening, what are you looking for? How can we support you, Megan, or you? in your company? Karen, I love that question. I, I think the support for me and Talent Plus is all about helping to understand that we can leverage our natural talents in any aspect of work. So if you think of like an employee life cycle, um, you know, different moments in time, we actually have an approach called the real approach that's all about recognizing, engaging, accelerating, and leading. And when you think about a strengths-based approach in, in recognizing, identifying talent, identifying high pose, whatever the case may be, and helping, you know, maybe to engage them or accelerate them to, to be greater, to feel significant, to really maximize their potential, natural talents are where, where it is all at. So how do we focus our time? How do we focus our attention? And how do we lean in and develop ourselves in a way? that we're capturing and just just catapulting on the things that we're already blessed with. And that's what what I love about my company. And it it is the heart and soul of everything that we do. So when we work with an organization, it is all about instilling that that talent-based mentality, that talent-based organization type of approach. 
uh, within our organization. And it's something that every single one of us at Talent Plus are very, very passionate about. And I love having the opportunity to, to talk about this because like I said before, we all have our aces and spaces and I don't, I don't spend my time worrying about what, what I'm not as great at. I focus on doubling down on those strengths of mine and then maybe helping, you know, find some other people to kind of fill in some of those spaces for me. Maybe it's a team member, maybe it's delegating, maybe, um, you know, it's getting some help in another way. I, I love that because uh, together we can, we can certainly accomplish more. And so it's, it's changed me as a leader. It's changed me as a person and it, it changes organizations every day with, with our real approach. So very proud of it. That's wonderful. And who's your ideal client? Ooh, our ideal client is any organization that truly believes that we all have natural talents. And when we put those to use and make that the focus that employees are gonna feel significant, they're gonna do what they're good at, they're gonna have fun at work, they're gonna like interacting with people, they're gonna have the right attitude. It sets the tone, it sets the culture. So it's really, you know, our ideal client has that mindset or is open to that mindset Mm -hmm. in terms of natural talents. And when, when you see it working on a team or on a project, it is just magical. And so any client that's, that's open to that or already embraces that approach, that's absolutely our ideal client. I love it. And on that note, what problem are people having that they would hire you? Ooh, you know, I think in the, the current day is talent retention. We are still in the, the throes of the COVID pandemic and the great resignation is still very actively upon us. And so how do we retain talent at different levels? So it starts off by identifying the right talent in the first place, because if, if people are doing what they're good at and enjoy, they're more likely to be happy and stick around. Uh, but things like executive coaching, assessments for different leadership levels to help identify and leverage talent. Those are some really critical things that we help organizations with right now because retaining talent and knowing who the right talent is to begin with is just so critical right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, and I would hope that every company is proactive about that. And and yet a lot of times, of course, we don't act until there's a problem or we exactly. You know, and so exactly. I'd say probably for a lot of us, we would prefer things to be proactive to get in front of it, but that that isn't mostly how human nature works. True, true. But I love so that's what I love about any anybody or what you do. And I I hope that everybody jumps to it and says yes. And hopefully even as a result of being here today, somebody from- (laughs) Well, I sure hope so. It's it's something we have a lot of pride and passion for. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, coming back to you for a moment, tell us who has been a mentor in your life? Oh, goodness. You know, I would say that one of the biggest mentors in my life has honestly been- any type of direct report I've had that has been tough. The person that you don't gel with, the person that gives you grief, the person you feel like you are literally never on the same page with. I am grateful every day. And I look at those relationships and those individuals as mentors because they forced me to lead in a different way. 
they forced me to be more aware of the impact of my words, my behavior. They made me realize that, you know, leadership is individualized. It's never one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And that I have to learn more and to tailor my leadership to people who maybe aren't naturally like me, or maybe there isn't that, you know, chemistry match and we're not going to be best friends, but how do I proactively listen and be approachable? I actually look at those challenging people as my mentors because they have made me grow, whether they maybe wanted to or not, or were trying to or not, um, sort of the accidental mentor, if you will. But they helped me know when it was time to be tough, when it's time to be soft, when to be confident, how to transfer it, all of, all of those things we're talking about here. So accidental mentors, if you will, but I've never grown more. Than, than having a challenging team member. Wow, that, that's really big of you, I have to say. It, it makes me think about one of my very first management roles. Mm-hmm. I managed a call center at The Gap and there was a woman that was late a lot. And obviously on a phone of call center, you have to be on time. The point is to be on time. It's not like five minutes late, is a bit, it is a big deal in that case. Right. But that was such a lesson for me because what I would do is I would tally market in my cubicle and I didn't say anything to her. And that was a huge mistake on my part. She was difficult, but boy, that has been the most, most powerful lesson because what happened is I talked to my boss and then she talked to HR and here we are sitting with this poor employee in a room. Now I'm not condoning her behavior about being Mm -hmm. late, but here she was for the first time hearing us basically give her a warning when she, it, we, I didn't even have the conversation with her initially. Mm-hmm. And wow. it, it's one of those things where it was a, a mistake on both of our sides, but you mm-hmm. reminded me of that. When I think about that's it's such a powerful way to think about it. Those people that are challenging to us in our lives, how can mm-hmm. we learn from them? It's so much trial and error, but I think of a mentor as somebody who pushed me to grow. And I didn't necessarily seek <laughs> these people or these right. situations exactly. out, right? Um, but when I think about my ultimate growth and who's responsible, these are the these are the people I think of. Yeah, that's that's really really amazing. Good mm-hmm. good food for thought for everybody. Well, Megan, what question haven't I asked you yet that you would like me to ask, or is there something else you'd like to add? You know, one thing I would love for you to ask is what, what is my biggest um, space, if you will? I talked about aces and spaces and that, you know, we lean in on, on our talents and our aces and, um, you know, asking about what's, what's my biggest space because confidence Ooh. is about what you're good at, what you feel great about. And, and I, I'm human and, and there are definitely things that don't feel great about. So I would love to represent that in our time yes. together too. Yes, please do. Absolutely. So I would say for me, it is focus. Mm. And I, I'm a big idea person. I love to connect the dots. I love to conceptualize, be strategic. And then as soon as it comes to locking it down, building out that plan, you know, implementation, getting tactical, I, I just, you know, I look out the window and there's a squirrel and there's something else I can be doing. And let me check my email again. And um, I've, I've had to employ some, some different tools over the years to kind of help me a little bit in structuring my calendar in different ways. 
but that is a tough one for me. I, I love the big ideas and um, how do I maintain that focus on the purpose of my work, the impact on others and not just, you know, staying, staying in the clouds, if you will. So how do I focus on those details and, and keep them moving in an effective way and communicating well and, and all of those pieces. Uh, it's, it's definitely a struggle for me. And, um, you know, maybe if you're listening to this now, it's, it's something that, that you can relate to, but, um, when it comes to confidence, focus is something that I, that I struggle with confidence in. just, you know, lockdown. Okay. For an hour, I'm just going to do this one thing. I don't always feel confident that I'm going to be able to keep that controlled directive plan for how I want to spend that time. It's a tough one for me. And I, and I know we all have those, um, those opportunity areas. And that's the one that, that kind of picks at me a little bit and, and reminds me it's not my strong suit. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I completely feel you. <laughs> it's not my strong suit either. I'm always thinking about the next thing or oh, yes. and I'm getting distracted. And yeah. And it is amazing though, what I have found, I don't know about you, but when I do, I set a 25 minute timer. I heard something where you, you know, 25 minutes, then you have a five minute break and then you continue oh. on. And it helps me to also know how long have I actually been working on something but oh. I, yeah. So when I hit do not disturb 25 minutes, I have Alexa time me and then it's so helpful. And I think I, I need to that. do more of this, but I don't do it enough. Do you do one of my job at it? Yeah, go ahead. One of my favorite tools that helps me be better at it is actually Focusmate. And it's a website where you can schedule time with another human somewhere in the world and you schedule 50 minutes together and you're literally on camera together and you're doing your own respective work and you get on oh the top God. of the hour and you're like, hi, I'm Megan. I'm going to be working on building a budget. And you're like, hi, Megan, I'm Karen. I'm in Amsterdam. I'm going to be working on writing a speech for a conference. No way. And you see each other on camera. You've got your visible accountability partner. You put on mute, the clock runs down. And at the end of 50 minutes, you turn, you know, you come back off of mute and you say, hey, Karen, how did you do? Hey, Megan, how did you do? And you literally have an accountability partner and it can be someone anywhere in the world. And it's so much fun and it really helps me. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Yes. That is so cool. That's so, it's, it just blows my mind that there are apps and things for all of this <laughs> stuff. I mean, because I remember a coach giving me that idea of saying, call someone where it's someone, you know, and then you call back at the end, but how cool to actually be online while you're doing it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's so and it's always fun to hear where somebody is yes. because it's literally people all over the world. And, and, you know, sometimes the person gets really excited by what you're working on and, Ooh, tell me a little bit about that when we're done in 50 minutes. And sometimes an animal runs by or they're making lunch or something like that. And you just, you have that person just kind of there with you. And it's, it's amazing how little things like this can trigger accountability in human behavior. And I, I need it. I definitely yes. need it. So it I do me. too. That is fantastic. Focus mate. That's called. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Little plug for focus mate there. Love it. Well, excellent. Well, tell us Megan where we can reach you. Absolutely. So 
Uh, the main place I can be reached is on my LinkedIn profile. You can learn more about Talent Plus at talentplus.com and a little bit more about the real approach about recognizing, engaging, accelerating, and leading. And also I'm a regular Forbes contributor, so you can see my Forbes profile as well to learn a little bit more about you know, what's on our mind as leaders. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming, Megan. It was so Thank great you, to do this. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence.